0: <laughs> i guess everyone's a type of one good scare they coming to get you barbara i want to hear you
1: scream be afraid be very
0: Welcome to another episode of Did You Hear That? I'm one of your hosts, Chris Pagnosi, just giving you a quick intro today uh, with another episode with a returning guest, Tyler Patterson. Tyler's the guy who introduced you to the Crooked Man. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, head on over to iTunes. You can do that there. Subscribe while you're at it. Tyler is an author, comedian, musician, and just an all-around talented individual who just happens to have a lot of amazing, scary stories that he's witnessed firsthand. Uh, that's enough from me. Enjoy these very eerie tales from Tyler Patterson. Okay, welcome back to Did You Hear That? I'm Chris Pagnosi.
1: And I'm Aaron Field.
0: And with us, we still have Tyler Patterson. Um, we uh, invited Tyler on um, to tell us a story and found out that he has many, many stories. So we, we, we asked him to stick around and to just continue. Yeah, we're going to jump into another one of those really quick here.
1: Oh, can't wait to be terrified. <laughs> the last one was terrifying. I yeah. can't wait to to go into this one.
0: Yeah. No pressure. No pressure. No pressure, everybody. Um. So yeah, Um. <laughs> so <laughs> we're just going to jump right into it. I... I, I uh, I'd like to ask if this also takes place in Boston or...
2: This one doesn't. This one takes place in Maine. Oh. Up in Maine. So, so mostly most
0: mostly East Coast hauntings. East Coast stuff. East Coast hauntings. Yeah. So these all mm-hmm. going in, into your upcoming book?
2: They are, yeah. Yeah. Still doing a lot of research on it. Still finding the best angles to take on the stories. To Because right. uh, a lot of them are... On the outset, they feel far-fetched to tell. But at the core of them, there's this, this really interesting emotional factor that I find really, really interesting.
0: And, um, and are all these stories, are they just really vivid in your memory? Mm-hmm. Or do you find that you, by thinking of one, that you've also remembered another?
2: There are definitely ones that stand out above the rest. And those are the ones I tend to focus on. But it, it is true. After I start writing these, after I start putting them on paper, I'm like, oh, actually, that reminds me of this time when I was like right. eight or nine. Or I remember this story growing up from my aunts and uncles and kind of spawns like all this different yeah that these different a, connections.
0: It is amazing because I personally have never experienced anything like that. And yourself, you have... Mm so many stories and I just kind of don't know how to wrap my brain around that like what is it about is it um, that you're just more open to it you think
2: I, that's the thing that I'm really exploring with the book is that I, I don't know I don't know if I'm predisposed to believing these things because I grew up around it and my family was so quick to talk about ghosts and the supernatural almost as quick as they were to talk about a movie they saw right Uh, I grew up believing these things were real, and so I don't know if I tricked myself into thinking they are, and maybe I'm just experiencing, like, hypnagogic hallucinations while I sleep and where I think I'm awake and all this stuff. It's hard to say. I don't really know, (laughs) but I do know that when these things do happen, they are very vivid, and it causes emotions to stir in me that i don't typically feel so i don't quite know where everything lands or how to fully describe i've done so much reading on the like pros and cons like could ghosts be real could ghosts not be real like written by doctors written by skeptics written by and like both for both sides like pros and cons so i don't i don't quite know I'm sure I'm the worst person to watch those ghost hunting shows with, too, because I just yelled at TV, being like, "You're doing it wrong. Uh, This is all backwards. (laughs) Like, you can't tell me that and then do this.
1: (laughs) You have to keep long lines of family history in journals." Yeah. Mm. Uh, And Tyler, you've um, just as a refresher, you have already have two books that are Mm -hmm. out, and you can find them on Amazon. Uh, And uh, can you just briefly go over the titles of those? And yeah, so
2: there's uh, my first novel that's out is called Dark Satellites, loosely based on nightmares I've had, Uh, and there's The King of Cowards, which which is about con men trying to disrupt our society.
0: And the third, the upcoming one, is something... Uh,
2: Yeah, it's called My Haunted History. And it will focus... uh, It's going to be a nonfiction book focusing on all these stories that I've collected over the years from my family members and my own personal experiences.
0: Amazing. And we're about to hear one of those?
2: Yeah. So uh, I call this one Ouija for kids, which is uh, a fantastic idea on my part. So uh, when I would... uh, So I'd often... So every summer, basically, that I've been alive, I visit my dad in Maine. Uh, when I was still living on the East Coast, before I moved to Chicago, uh, I would live up there because I my job was the assistant director of a rec hall up there. So kids would come during the day in this small little ocean community called Ocean Park. Really, really small, but kids would come for a few hours a day to get, like give their parents a break or whatever. And this place was like bare bones, too. Like crooked pool tables, like broken down ping pong, everything. Uh, so I had to work really hard to keep the kids entertained. We'd run outside, play capture the flag, you know, all the fun stuff that we could think of. Of, I do but on a rainy day boredom started spreading and I was like the second boredom starts spreading in children you lose them fast and they complain and when they start complaining it's just infectious and it's a nightmare to deal with so I in my infinite wisdom decide I'm gonna start telling them ghost stories first like the fake ones that I remembered from are you afraid of the dark on Nickelodeon <laughs> I was like I'll just re- retell them those stories I quickly run out of those stories uh, so i rehashed the Blair Witch Project to them. I'm just like, oh, here's a thing that was crazy. We all thought it was real. And here's what happened in the movie. Scares the daylights out of them. Like, these are like kids between the ages of like six and 12. Right. So things I probably shouldn't have been telling them anything scary at all because they were all swearing like, I won't be scared when I go home. I promise. That's not a thing you can promise. (laughs) Nightmares. (laughs) Nightmares. Yeah, exactly. So I ran out of those stories pretty quick. So I started telling them like watered down versions of real stories that have happened to me and my family. And one of them involved my aunt and a Ouija board and a face appearing in a window that my dad actually has footage of. And so I retold them that story and they were really intrigued by it. And one of the little girls in the group, her name was Julia. She goes, oh, I have a Ouija board at my cottage. I can bring it in tomorrow. And I'm... immediately like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. You guys, I'm just telling you these stories because they're just stories. Like it's a rainy day. These are fun stories, but it's not anything that we should really invest in. And they're all like, no, 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 bring it in, bring it in. We're going to contact ghosts. We're going to do this and that. And I'm really trying to quell it and snuff it. And I look over at the director and she's just like, no, Hey, you dug yourself this hole. This is on you now. And she's loving it. And then one of the kids tugs on my sleeve and it's just like, can you please bring it in? I want to talk to my grandfather who died recently. And seeing his face, I was like, I I don't know what to say anymore. Oh, fine, fine. Tomorrow I'll bring it in. And so they're all excited and they go home and they tell their friends and like the next day, like the crowd at the rec hall has like tripled because the friend the kids have told like their friends and their friends are coming in. They all want to see this Ouija experience happen. So I know like I'm in for it in one way or the other. Like and I have to gain control of the situation fast. So I keep telling them I start making up rules as I go along. For Ouija stuff. I'm like, all right, so Ouija boards work the best with a male and female energy. So Julia will use like one side of the planchet and I'll use the other. And the kids are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. It's a thing. And I'm, in my head, I'm like, no, you haven't because I just made it up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm telling them that they're not allowed to make any noise because it might, and what I explained to them was it might set off like a subconscious trigger in our brain. So we might move it in a certain way and it'll like land on certain letters. So they have to be totally silent. And I, assigned like one kid like the pencil and paper like if it stops in any letters let us know or just like just write it down but don't make any noise and then i said just to prove that nothing is going to happen that this is just an entertainment toy uh, julia and i are going to put our hands on the planchet. we're going to close our eyes and we're going to look down so we can't see whatever's happening and so julia she was the type of girl that would never break the rules like wouldn't even ever step out of line uh, so i knew she'd like pl- uh play By the rules. So we start and I put my hands on the board and I look down and I kind of peek up at her and she's fully in it. Like her hands are on the board and looking down too. So I start asking the silly questions at first. I'm like, is there a spirit here? Is that who I smell? Like stuff like that, that like would make kids laugh. And it is kind of working, but it's also kind of falling flat because everyone's just like zeroed in on the board. And so then I'm like, is there anyone here that wants to talk to us? And nothing much was happening at first, except for the fact that the planet would kind of move in these slow circles and then make its way to the edge of the board and kind of pop off. So we'd have to, like, reset it and put it back in the middle. And then as I was asking, you know, kind of silly, ridiculous questions, it would kind of move in slow circles again and then kind of find a different edge of the board and pop off. And I thought, you know, we're just... I have much longer arms than Julia does. Like, it's an imbalance somewhere. Then I get a very distinct picture in my head of a woman... Uh, standing on a cliff by the ocean. Not unlike the scene from The Ring Mm. where like her hair is blowing in the wind. But this woman was dressed in a blue dress and she had a pink like ribbon in her hair. And she was looking at the ocean and then jumped off. It was very, very distinct, like immediate flash in my head. And so at this point, my curiosity has been piqued. And I asked the question, is there anything here you need to tell us? And it kind of moves in a slow circle and pops off the edge again. And I think, I'm asking the wrong question. I ask, is there anything you need to do? And that's when it starts moving towards actual letters. And keep in mind, my eyes are closed and I'm looking down. Julia's eyes are closed and we're looking down. I can hear the kids start to gasp. And I'm like, guys, no talking, no talking. And it's moving around. And it's, apparently it's stopping on actual letters. And so then after it was done, it very quickly like popped off the edge of the, the board again to the table. And when it popped off the final time, it also felt like, like something was lifted, like Whatever was there was gone, and it felt like a, a sigh of relief. And so I opened my eyes, I looked up, and I was like, all right, having no idea what the paper was going to say. And I could see the kids crowding around it, like, trying to decipher it. Like, And I'm like, what does it say? And I grab it, and I look at it, and it was uh, just a bunch of random letters. It was like, O, S, L, D, like, just nonsense. Mm. And... The kids were trying to decode it and they were just like, it's uh, OLS. Oh, oh, it's old school dudes. It's like, we're the old school dudes. So they ran out they're like, we're the old school dudes <laughs> now. Who wants to be on the old school dudes team? And I was like, yeah, see, everybody, like, it's just for fun. Like, nothing's going to happen. It's going to be fine. And we, they all get up and they start going outside to get like a capture the flag game ready. But Julia stays inside and she looks at me and she goes, she was so sad. And I said, who was? She said, the girl. And I was like, hmm. I pretended like nothing happened. Hmm. I was like, oh, interesting. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but in my head, I was like, she saw what I saw. And one of the kids that was uh, kind of stuck around after the everyone else went outside was kind of the, one of the more shy kids. Started reading the letters out loud, and as he was reading them, I realized that phonetically it was a Spanish sentence. It was que JUEGO DIO SALTO. And when I realized what that meant, I loosely translated into English. It means today is the day I play God. I jump. And I still have that paper. And I was really freaked out by that, really taken aback that this had happened. I had seen that image that she had seen that image. And as like an eight-year-old kid, like an eight-year-old girl, I had no idea how to explain that to her. I had no idea how to explain that to her parents. Uh, So I was just like, oh, yeah, that doesn't mean I didn't tell them what it meant. I just knew what it meant. And then the next day in the obituaries, I found a suicide from a woman that had jumped off a cliff whose name was Katerine. Clipped that out and like kept those two together
0: and that was a recent obituary
2: uh this happened i want to say i'm sorry oh, i meant like from oh from yeah it yeah. Had, it it was in the newspaper like the very next day wow
0: oh so, man
2: yeah it's uh it was Katarina's
0: most likely a spanish name
2: the spanish yeah and, and so it was in, <laughs> <laughs> it very it's yeah it's very apt, very true, and so I, ha- I still have those in uh, in my dad's attic somewhere. I've always wanted to frame them, but I always feel like a little hesitant to do that because I feel like it's disrespectful in some capacity. I just, I don't know if I really want to mm. like delve into that.
1: Oh, wow. I won't say you're the worst counselor <laughs>
2: ever. <laughs> I'm up there <laughs> for But me. you're definitely up there. I will say those kids have always remembered me. <laughs> yeah, But oh, I also say you kept a lot from them too, which is mm-hmm. great. I they love- don't need to
0: know about the...
1: Yeah, I love the idea that the whole place filled with kids, like you, like he's gonna jump the school bus, like yeah, yeah. But with a Ouija board, like everyone come
2: in. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: that's so t- that's so creepy. Yeah. Um, and yeah. did you guys ever bring the Ouija board back in, or was that kind of like you learned your lesson on that one? No,
2: yeah, I kind of banned it from there. I was just like, yeah, no more Ouija board. It's eating up too much of our time. Like, no more experimenting with this. <laughs> Please. Had, had
0: you? I've never played with a Ouija board. I'm, think I'm too scared you've done it before that I have before that yeah. day yeah wow. so I'd
2: use Ouija before uh like my sister and I had used it before and gotten some interesting results <laughs> right. uh like my aunts have used it before and gotten like really crazy results
1: and if I can ever ask are they like are you using the commercial ones or the ones that are like made out of marble that you should never ever Milton ever Bradley. buy so
2: so she brought in like one of the ones that was made by like Milton Bradley yeah, or okay. something like that yeah, so Milton it was Bradley. like made Naturally. out of plastic but I have one that's made out of like carved out of like wood
1: Oh man. It's like
2: the letters and stuff are like burned in like etched in and stuff. So
1: I'm not going to lie. The fact that I'm even around you makes me like, man, I'm going to get something. Like I'm going to get some sort of paranormal. You mean something's going to follow you home. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, Maybe the crooked man?
1: Yeah, like it's some I still remember the crooked man. On the, that's no. That's I'm always going to remember the crooked man.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think everyone who's listening is going to remember the crooked man. Well, Aaron, don't you have, like, a pretty haunted house anyway?
1: Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, my Her... apartment is haunted right now. Yeah, like, what happened?
0: Currently, no. right now, it's haunted. <laughs>
1: no, it is currently haunted. Tonight. It is It is going to be even more haunted. And lately, it's gotten even worse. I've had to start texting my roommate, like, hey, have you been home? And she's like, no. And I'm like, I have started checking my apartment for someone being in there, like, living in there in different spots that i know you could hide in like Mm -hmm. because it's gotten to that point where i'm like i like i'm the only one that cleans i love my roommate but (laughs) like, i love like i'm the only one that's like putting like air conditioners away and like and i know for a fact like i know she's not trying to get behind certain things like and i'm home way more than she is but when i come home like stuff is just so much out of place and like She's not trying. I know she's not trying to get to the water heater. Like, I know she's not. Mm -hmm. But, like, uh, I, every time I come home now, like, something's just slight. Things are slightly off in a way that is, like, it almost feels like someone's messing with me. Mm -hmm. Like, there's certain lights that'll be on. And I'm, like the cheapest human being everything will be off when i leave and and then i come home and like something's just like a chair's moved like there's this old chair that my dad bought Mm -hmm. and i actually think that's the thing like the chair is so terrifying like it is a big chair that looks like someone got painted like while they were sitting in it and Uh then but they were already (laughs) dead so someone painted them while they were dead sitting in the chair and that chair will be, like, moved, like, it was moved the other day. I swear to God it was moved the other day.
0: Is that something you've ever experienced or heard, uh, you know, that certain items can hold? Oh, yeah. Hold?
2: I'm, I'm a oh, big no. believer that uh, <laughs> it's not, like, houses that are haunted. It are It's either things or people yeah. that are haunted. I believe, like, the living can haunt the living. And I believe that the dead can haunt the living, too, because it's all... Done through like memories and recalls. I need you to
1: like clarify what you mean by the living can haunt the living.
2: So, uh, yeah, what I mean by the living can haunt the living, if you've ever, so the best way I can kind of like sum this up is if you've ever gone through, like been in a relationship with someone for a long time and then maybe gone through a bad breakup and then years later in hindsight, you recognize like all the things that you did wrong or you could have done differently and you kind of still miss that person. I feel like that person haunts you because you start seeing them in the faces of other people or you start mm. like a certain smell will trigger something.
0: Yeah, like a it's sense like, memory. That's, that's absolutely true. Yeah, and sense memory like, is oh. haunting.
2: It is, yeah. And you'll start remembering all these things that you didn't remember before or you'll randomly come across like a picture of you two together or like something something along those lines. So it's like the living still do haunt the living. Uh I feel like it's no different for people that have like passed on the dead. It's they can also stick around in very much the same capacity. If we remember them, that's, uh, for instance, like the uh, in Africa, there's this belief that after you die, you don't actually go to like a heaven or hell. You get caught in this limbo, and you stay there as long as the last living person holds your memory. And then once that person dies, that's when you actually move on. And so the more I think about it, the more that. Kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, so, so do you think my chair is haunted or not? That's what I, mean, I need to know. I mean, there's there's a number of things it could be.
1: <laughs> I need it could answers, be.
2: Tyler. <laughs> if you believe it's haunted, like when you're around it, how do you feel?
1: It, it's a creepy, like it's uneasy. Like okay, the first night I moved into that apartment, my roommate wasn't with me. And it was the only piece of furniture I had. And my dad was like, I got this great chair. And I was like... No, like I don't need Mm -hmm. a chair because my apartment's very small. He brought it in and it was like weird. And my dad's like, no, I'm sitting in it. It's fine. It's not haunted. It's a perfectly fine chair. (laughs) Just because
0: he's sitting in it. He's like, no, I'm sitting in it. It's fine. This can't be haunted. (laughs) Yeah. And
1: he did all the things where he like crossed his legs, uncrossed his legs, crossed them again. He's like, see, it's fine.
0: Yeah. yeah. But the
1: thing is, is that chair, like no matter what, how much, I like put things on it to make it like friendlier Mm -hmm. and to give it. Give us
0: an example. (laughs) Do you mean like a teddy bear (laughs) do you mean like a a pillow
1: no yeah like i have a i have two pillows and then i have like i have to drape over a certain part of it because there's a stain right where the head was and there's like a stain where like someone would rest their head
2: or get their head bashed in
1: no (laughs) or you know like exactly (laughs)
2: exactly (laughs)
1: So I have to, like, put a blanket over that because that that crosses my mind. So now there's, like, an elf hat on it because uh-huh. I'm trying to, like, make
0: it friendly. It's a seasonal chair It's
1: now. a seasonal chair. It really is. Like, I covered in cobwebs. Man, uh,
0: yeah, that didn't make it.
1: Oh, it didn't help at all. Like, at one point I was like, oh, glitter. I've literally thrown glitter at this chair because there's nothing. Mm-hmm. But I can't get rid of it. Because I don't want to hurt my dad's feelings.
2: See, that's the thing about it is humans are the only species that will turn against their instincts to not be rude. Every other species in the animal kingdom, if they sense any sort of danger or any sort of whatever, they'll just back away from or it. Or put an Bye. elf head on it. Yeah. But humans won't. We, yeah. we ignore our instincts. We ignore our like gut feelings. We're just like, oh, this there has to be a reasonable explanation for this. Like, does there? Yeah. There might not be. I hear children laughter. Kind of, that
0: kind of reminds me of, say, someone walking downstairs into the basement. Mm-hmm. You're like no, this yeah. Listen, listen to your gut. Yeah, you don't need to go into the basement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But Humans. if you're going to hurt
1: someone's feelings, you better go in the basement. <laughs> That's the thing, too. Is the, the whole apartment building in itself, like the basement is eerie. Everything about it, it's very, it's old.
0: Where And where in Chicago is this?
1: It's in Bucktown.
0: Bucktown. Okay.
1: Yeah. So not like the most like, oh, yeah, haunted Bucktown. Like, no one's going to say that. But the <laughs> it's like the oldest, one of the oldest buildings in the
2: neighborhood. Right. Sure.
1: Amongst all these new houses.
2: And what a lot of people forget, too, is that Chicago has a very, like, violent history yeah on all levels yeah so yeah. there's
0: never been a time where it's been peaceful <laughs> yeah pretty much
1: in which in which i figured out before that someone did die outside of the apartment mm-hmm. but not in it so
0: i'm still holding did on they, to that Did this person die in a chair and your dad just brought the chair up <laughs> from, the, from the curb it's been hanging hey, out by the chair. dumpster forever yeah. <laughs> it's i hate
1: that chair i love the chair but i hate the chair so much yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I should say I love my father. I hate the haunted chair. You guys. You
0: should get rid of it. I can get rid up. of that chair. Offer up and then list it as not haunted. Listen. I promise. Not haunted. <laughs> 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 willing to negotiate.
1: I keep just like different tapestries all over the like stain, just trying yeah. to make it better. Like the thing is, it's moved because we put a tree in the corner of the living room and now it's pushed by my door. And my door opens up all the time, very slowly in mm-hmm. the most like. Inappropriate times when I'm by myself, it slow creaks open, but now it won't hit the chair. It just stops right short of the chair because it's right behind there. You guys, I'm going to, but this chair's haunted. Yeah, get rid of I'm the chair. The yeah.
0: You should get rid of this chair and get it. An item that's not haunted. Yeah, like a Ouija board. Just made to your dad. Listen, I don't mean to be rude, dad. The chair you got me was haunted.
1: He does that all the time, though. He like he tries to give me the bed that my grandmother died on. Like he's just that person that doesn't believe in bad <laughs> yeah, energy. Yeah. He's been trying to give me that bed, <laughs> perfectly for good for years. It's always in his car, and he's mm-hmm. just like, She
0: didn't die under it.
1: Yeah, and every time I come home, he's like, "There's a bed upstairs for you." And I look at him. He goes, "Not the dead bed, <laughs> like dead bed." <laughs> My That's, nephew sleeps on it now, so it's yeah. perfectly oh, fine.
0: <laughs> have you, um, since you moved to Chicago, have you had any experiences here? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Very much. So it's not just the East Coast. No.
1: I was going to, yeah, I was going to ask that.
0: Is this because you have a haunted chair? I,
2: I have. <laughs> I've, yeah, I have a haunted chair, too. Everything <laughs> you have is haunted. I have is haunted. No, oh, no, no, I sold
0: that chair. Mm.
2: <laughs> well, thank you
0: so much for another amazing story. Um, And I'm very much looking forward to this book To read all of them And we'd still like to have you on another time For at least one more story
1: Can't wait for your next book, The Haunted Chair
0: The Haunted Chair? (laughs) He's not R.L. Stein. (laughs) What, I can't just request books? (laughs) I want it to
1: be a choose-your-own-adventure
2: Yeah, yeah, it's like I'm like Netflix for writers Like, What do you want to see?
1: (laughs) Okay, hold on to that idea Because we're going to capitalize on it Well, thanks, Tyler Yeah,
2: thanks for having me Thank
0: (laughs) you Okay, that's another episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you're hearing this for the first time, uh, go to the iTunes store. You can find us there or over at uh, SoundCloud. Don't forget to share, tell your friends, subscribe. Good luck sleeping. Did You Hear That is a Sea Monsters production. If you want to follow us socially, you can find those at our website. That's seamonsters.tv. It's seamonsters.tv. There's an S in there. There's two S's.